Well, hello there, everyone. So Ali wants me to do a normal intro. Um, I can't really do a normal intro this week because I, I just can't process anything that I just watched. And also, oh this is a different situation because this is a movie that neither of us have watched before. But Ali has been pulling on right. my on my coattails saying, I want to watch Zardoz. I want to watch Zardoz. And I said, what the hell is a Zardoz? <laughs> Stop saying that word over and over again. I don't know what a Zardoz is. And No, I, I sent you a still of uh, Sean Connery in red uh, underwear. And you were pretty sold on it, I feel like, from the beginning. Um, well, I said, what the hell is this? <laughs> and I've never heard of this before. <laughs> this is not a movie that's known. And then shortly after 2023 rang and you might have seen a bunch of uh, memes saying hey it's 2023 now you're gonna wear clothes like this totally wrong it's 20 totally false 2293 so come on guys right. <laughs> like way off yeah i don't even know the math of how different that is but extremely different hundreds of years different so <laughs> right right so and so Jeff has quit doing this, but and I kind of take it over and well, carry this the... this this week I have an excuse because my whole spiel is that we watched a movie that <laughs> I've watched before and you haven't. That's not true. Neither of us have seen these scenes well, before. I can still go through it and amend it. It's gonna it be as very helpful to people for you to hear. <laughs> yeah, okay, go yeah, go, it, go through it. it Go something like. Um, Hello, this is you missed my childhood. The podcast where I how does it go? It doesn't matter. <laughs> the podcast where we take a random bullshit movie that neither of us have seen. Hey, and, this is not a bullshit movie. <laughs> <laughs> look, look at the still. <laughs> it's, a, it's a podcast where we take a movie that Jeff has seen in his youth and talk about it with his co-host. But not this time. Me. But then I have to pull a caveat in there, time. and I don't want—I don't want to put a caveat in today. Yeah, and uh, who has watched it for the very first time, and the whole thing is that I'm from Iran. You know, I haven't missed this. Or wait, I've missed his childhood. Not most of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Zardoz was not part yeah. of my childhood, but I guess it's part of my adulthood now and part of my life and from this moment yeah, forward. As of late, Jeff is giving me more freedom in choosing uh, movies for the weeks that I edit. So every other week, but it kind of becomes every third week. And uh, I kind of uh, was going to watch this. And I asked Jeff, hey, is this something we might watch? And he was like, yeah, maybe. <laughs> and so I was like, okay, I want to watch it. Let's do it. Yeah, and this week too, I had to like reserve all the brain space I have to try and talk about this. <laughs> so I don't know. I mean, already, I I will fail completely at talking about this movie because I don't know if I mean, you know, th this this movie came about because the director couldn't pull off Lord of the Rings, could, couldn't do a live action Lord of the Rings because it was just considered unfilmable at the time in the seventies. This might oh. be untalkaboutable on a podcast, but we'll see. I don't think so. I have so many notes. I have so much to talk about. Now, wait, what is this Lord of the Rings business you're talking about? I mean, the director... Is that true, or did you just make that up? No, no, that's true. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So the director wanted to make Lord of the Rings, and they were like, no, dude. No, he was like, no, that. dude, I can't do it. <laughs> it's too hard. Oh, somebody wanted him to make no, Lord I, no, of the he, Rings? No, it was like a passion project of his. He really, really wanted to make Lord of the Rings. Oh, okay. And nobody would sign on? No, I think it was just too goddamn complicated because it was the 70s. Well, yeah, so, I mean, yeah. look at the special right. effects in this movie. That wouldn't quite work for Lord of the Rings. <laughs> right. Lord of the Rings has more of them floating heads and, and uh, bikini right. suits. <laughs> so they settled for Zardoz, huh? Uh, well, this was his... I mean, he wrote it. So he's like, well, I'll just yeah. write my own Lord of the Rings. <laughs> <laughs> mm, that's what that so was. So similar. Huh? <laughs> Wow, so Jeff does the research since it's supposed to be his childhood that I missed. So, you know, this is all new to me, to uh, those of you, none of you who are watching, who are listening for the first time. Um, what? Actually, who am I to say? There might be new listeners. Yes, yeah, so there's always new, new listeners. listeners. There's always new listeners. There's always money um, in the banana stand. There's always money in the banana stand. Um so this is something that Jeff usually asks me, but I'm going to ask him now. How have you been? Oh, we're still going? Okay, I thought we were just going to like go into Zardoz, talk for 20 minutes, I and guess. then shut it down. Okay, how have I been? Like, <laughs> um, <laughs> well, you know, part of my confusion might be that I tried a new medication this week that didn't really work for me. So oh, I've talked about how I've yeah. had headaches, and then I tried this medicine that made me feel really weird and spaced out. And then I was like, Ooh. well, I better get off this so I can watch Zardoz and have it pay, make sense. And... um 
I don't know. Maybe I still was on the medication for whatever I watched yesterday. I still don't know what happened. <laughs> I don't know. For surreal movies, it seemed like it had a very accessible premise, at least. Like it had a story that you could hang on to that was rooted in some kind of reality. It definitely had a story you could hang on to, but then I I guess I should put a caveat here too, where I am not a person that's like super prone to fantasy. So I love science fiction, but I like science fiction that's like... Is that what this was? I mean, yeah, right? I mean, (laughs) fantasy (laughs) science fiction. I don't know. Like non-porn that wants to be kind of porn. (laughs) Oh. Yeah. Hmm. Um, That's another... So you you just called it softcore porn and fantasy, both of which I wouldn't have called it. But and science um, fiction, science obviously fiction. science fiction I can kind of see. I mean, what would you have called it? Surreal. Yeah, definitely surreal. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> like almost just artsy kind of cinema. But for sure, you're right. It's it's got all of those elements. Well, well, yeah, and I mean, especially like the last, the third act is not really a movie anymore. It's just kind of a acid trip. Oh man, I should have done this before the show. I was gonna think of a good, really catchy, like on the on the nose, like perfectly calibrated phrase describe the third act but uh, Ooh, i didn't maybe maybe i wrote it, it down okay let's see here um let's see here i have old man just suddenly dies why mm, mm, that doesn't help let's see what else <laughs> i have here i have well they, he didn't suddenly die like the whole movie was building up to his being able to die well i know i know i know but <laughs> <laughs> but i know but that, that was my uh, note so another thing that we do in the show that um we have switched spots on is I always forget to ask Jeff how his life is going. So this time I asked Jeff how his life is going, but uh, Jeff forgot to ask me. Oh no, that was intentional. So, but I mean, do, okay. do you have an update? I uh, caught myself realizing or telling myself that I'm enjoying my life. Huh. I'm like happy. Yeah. Good. I know. You're right? saying that in January too. That's the, that's uh I guess January in Atlanta is not quite like January in Missoula, but well, yeah, today it was like storming and and rain all day, but uh and I was driving at night listening to depressing Billie Eilish songs. That's when this revelation came through. That's when this revelation came. <laughs> <laughs> Has anything yeah, changed? I don't know if I um, I think I'm just settling in into my uh my life and I am uh I guess reaping the benefits of going after what I wanted to do and uh it's it feels good. Cool. Because I, yeah. so I mean did something happen with your work or like career goals mm, kind of there was some office drama that uh, played out in my favor uh, really yeah yeah like an old boss stopped being my boss and uh then he and i worked on the same project and like his stuff is like not as good as what i have put together or didn't impress the bosses his stuff as much as my stuff did hmm. um so he got fired he is probably going to get fired. Really? You can't say that. I know. <laughs> this isn't an evergreen that just comes out like some random time. This comes out next week. <laughs> He's going to know exactly who he is too. Dang. So I'm going to have to bleep out the part about... It's going to go like, he's going to get boop. And he's not going to have any idea if I do that. Um, no, no, yeah, definitely not. No one will be able to figure out what right. that is. And yeah, our, fa- right. our our listeners too would also not be confused at all. We're just bleeping out random verbs suddenly. Right. But um, anyway, so intentionally Jeff forgot to ask me, or no, he just asked me. God damn. Yeah, I did. Yeah. I have to cut a lot of this, don't I? I'll, I'll up to you, man. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So you were saying something, I feel like, when I interrupted you about uh, updates and all. Oh, I don't think so. I think that no, I was perfectly okay. fine with moving on, seeing what happens with this movie, and then going <laughs> about the rest of my day. <laughs> <laughs> okay, geez. How would you summarize this movie? 
Oh man, uh, <laughs> I, I, oh man. Um, so I mean, it's essentially about like this. So it's in twenty two. 93, as we already established, right. which is a year that so far in the future, I'm not quite sure how you'd say that. I guess that's probably how you'd say it. <laughs> and <laughs> there's these uh, cavemen-like people that just kind of, I don't know, you don't really know what's going on. They're all wearing the, that uh, that suit, not the suit, the, the Borat-looking bathing suit that Sean Connery right. wears, which is just... Uh, <laughs> What even did how do you describe this thing? It's like it's like a swimsuit that like you has a strap that you pull over your shoulders. <laughs> yeah, or at least I think Sean Connery has like um ammo strapped on sometimes like in an X. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Right. He, I mean, Cause yeah, the society is like all about guns. That's like their whole thing. They're just all about guns and killing. Cause as you find out later on, they're actually kind of bread are they bread for this hmm bread just i don't know but they're they're being controlled by this deity named zardoz (laughs) or they're the followers of zardoz yeah Yeah. i don't know if they're being controlled maybe Uh, um the the zardoz god person thing like straight up well straight up kind of that's the first thing we saw is the zardoz god Uh, who has a name, like he's a person. Arthur. He, he's like Arthur. Arthur Frang or something like that. Yeah, and he tells us that he's like a m- magician by like inclination or something. And he also shows that he has a painted on facial hair for some reason. Right, right. <laughs> like very like bad school he, play painted on. He was God by something. He was uh, a magician by inclination and he's something else by something else. Oh, yeah, it sounds like you per- um, understood this perfectly. <laughs> yes, you should just go and <laughs> summarize from here. <laughs> and uh, he finishes his monologue by asking a provocative question that I should ask Jeff. Is God in show business too, Jeff? <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, is God in show business? Is there God in You Missed My Childhood? Uh, oh, yeah, God's in this. Absolutely. Definitely God's in this. Yeah. Yeah, I thought so. Um, God's in your cheeseburger. Wait, hold on. That's Elvis. Does he, did he actually say that? No. There's this weird-ass song. It must be some novelty song. I'm not even quite sure it actually exists, but I remember when I was a quite young kid, maybe like seven or eight, there's a song that just was like, Elvis is in your blah, blah, blah. Elvis is in your cheeseburger. <laughs> like Elvis is in all these different things. And I was like, what's Elvis? Oh. That's how I found out who Elvis was. <laughs> really? You were that that day old? When, like uh, seven or eight. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Hmm. So, let's see. But, but I guess uh, the most important thing is that we don't really know why, but then he, the, uh, this Sean Connery person, who is called Zed, but then he's called Monster by people throughout most of the movie. Right, the, because he's one of the brutes. Brutals. So we also... Brutals, yeah. We also see those guys, like, bowing down to Zardoz, which is this little stone... Huge stone. Flying... Yeah, flying head stone yeah. thing. Yeah, that spits out guns yeah. and says things like, the dick is evil. No. <laughs> Sperm is evil. It says the gun is guns good. The good. penis is evil. Yeah. Yep. And then spits out a bunch of guns like it's a slot machine paying out a jackpot. Right. Like- right. And he's <laughs> he tells people, tells his followers in these red suits to kill. Um, Suit is a literal is- word for what they're wearing. <laughs> okay. Fair enough. Um, the underwear wearing folks. <laughs> yeah. Um, to go kill the other people who are not. Well, they call um, them brutals, wearing... which is confusing. So we first are introduced that they're killing the brutals, but then they are in fact referred to as the brutals by themselves. Who we later know. Hmm. Who we later exterminators. I think they're exterminators. Yeah, they the, are exterminators. Uh, yeah. Right. Who kill the brutals? Maybe. Yeah, but then, but then. The folks, the internals, the people that are immortal in another dimension are the ones that also refer right, to the exterminators the as brutals. I will make this narrative that <laughs> whoever is in the vortex is going to call whoever who is not in the vortex a brutal. Seems but like it. In the brutals world, there's a distinction between exterminators and the schleps who 
who die. Yeah, and we don't really know why they're killing. It just seems like they're like pillaging the whole time. There's yeah, like going to they villages. Say they're legion. Yeah. So there's tons of them, I guess. Is that what that means? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, Zardos tells them to go kill brutals who are legion. Yep. And they are like, okay. <laughs> yep. <laughs> just, yeah. And then just randomly wreak havoc all across the, the land. And it's confusing right. too because it's 2293, but then it seems very primitive. You don't really see like even structures or anything for a while. It seems like kind of like caveman days. Right, right. So it's kind of a weird future. Did you think, did you think the, especially the scene with the stone head was kind of reminiscent of like 20. Uh, 2001 like the first scene with the monolith hmm. and all the apes a little bit yeah did you no 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 I didn't make that <laughs> connection at all up, right? no <laughs> <laughs> yeah it was definitely like that because they were all like jumping up and down bowing down and um, yeah yeah a bunch of bowing apish folk yep yep and all excited about getting their guns and they get the guns and like yeah <laughs> yeah so the movie establishes this world before we see that sean connery has snuck into the mouth of the stonehead mm-hmm. hides under a bunch of stonehead. seed right oh yeah because they came to gra- gather grain or some shit <laughs> i guess the so zardoz head had come together yeah grain. yeah well we learned um, later on that they're like that these primitive people, they're supposed to be killing, but then maybe they're also supposed to be planting grain and like farming, but they're not very good at it. But then right. Zardoz come and takes, <laughs> comes and takes whatever they do <laughs> get and then brings right. it to the Eternals world. And so in the Eternals right. world, when we first introduced to this, there's just like flour falling from the sky and there's always weird breads that they're always making. <laughs> yeah, right, right, right. And uh, so we get there because... Sean Connery gets there yep, through, through the head, sneaking in through the head. Yeah, and then with the head. He kills Zardoz, so it, he kills Arthur Frayne. Yeah, he like shoots him, and he falls out of the the mouth of the stone head. And so at this point, is... too, there's been pretty much <laughs> you're laughing. Well, I mean, come on, <laughs> it's a profound movie, man. I don't know. I don't know. We'll we'll we'll, we'll we might argue about that. Um, yeah. I kind of thought you might have that that thought, and I'm not saying it's not profound, but I'm also <laughs> not entirely sold on whatever I just watched. Okay. Uh, so. I guess at this point, I want to mention that Sean Connery has not said a single word. <laughs> I don't think that anyone said any words, but oh, Zardoz. Oh, yeah, yeah. See? Super cinematic. Who's who's just talking like he's the Cave of Wonders from Aladdin. Right, right. That's exactly what that's like. The, the Zardoz head stone man. Yeah, pretty much. Except for yeah. it's like some weird kind of... Lion head slash wild man. (laughs) I don't know what it's supposed to be. (laughs) Right, right. Um, But yeah, so that Stonehead lands in this, in the place where it's called Vortex or what else did you call it? It's like the land of the Eternals or the Eternals. Eternals. Eternals, Eternals, right. Yeah, so the Immortals. Yeah, a bunch of Immortal people. So the idea is that humanity has figured everything out um and by everything i mean immortality and but <laughs> they have something happened didn't something happen that made the dark ages fall or something oh boy i i mean i had sh- this written somewhere maybe the dark ages fell on them I, I'm not quite sure. I mean, my whole impression is that they're just kind of bored with immortality. Yeah, right. The, exactly. No, that's the whole thing. Yeah. That's the. That's what the... <laughs> that's, I mean, these little things about the premise, I guess, are what makes it interesting and I think... Um, and make it resonate with profundity. I don't know if it's profound ultimately or not. It's like it, it brings up these pretty profound sounding ideas and like gets you to play around with them in your head rather than like show you to anything profound itself with its own machinations i think yeah i mean no there's certainly a lot of cool ideas going on here i i'm not quite sure it it succeeds in. i mean it doesn't succeed in pulling them all off that's definitely not but (laughs) 
there, there is some success in the fact of just being a completely unique movie because this movie is right fucking bizarre. It is so right. weird, and it 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 just gets weirder and weirder and weirder. Like by the third act, I don't think I was really taking notes anymore because. I I mean yeah. you're just kind of seeing it's kind of like the scene from Willy Wonka where they go through the tunnel but then just for like 20 <laughs> minutes <laughs> just random well. things on the wall and then images of people I mean it's absorbing I guess it's supposed to be the main characters absorbing all this knowledge of humanity but Oh yeah that was pretty cool right Yeah yeah it was pretty cool but I can't really I can't really like honestly say I was I was I mean, fully focused on it either cuz it was just so random to me at that point too Yeah I I found myself taking more and more notes to sort of anchor myself as the movie went on. Um, So I had sort of the opposite reaction because I felt like you would dislike it. So I felt... I don't dislike it, but yeah. (laughs) This, uh, I don't know, this... But uh, I had a feeling that after Memento, you're going to say this is better. (laughs) I'm going to be like, all right. And Memento's convoluted. I think this is better I I know you would. (laughs) Yes. I enjoyed it more than Memento. Yeah. I think. Yeah. Um, so, wow. Battle lines have been drawn. Mm. Dun, dun, we'll dun. see. We'll it's see. It's going to be a good episode. Um, so, anyway. Oh, I have a, uh, I have a, I have a question for you. What's What's the first yeah. word that Sean Connery says in this movie? Oh, shit. Um, let me think. Did it say where? <laughs> no. I don't know. I mean, he said, did say what where did eventually. Say? Food. Hmm. That's profound right there, man. <laughs> it's where so he's he he stumbles onto this other vortex and then there's all these things that seem to be vacuum sealed. Like there's these plants that are vacuum sealed, and he goes in this weird oh, house. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Finds a ring, and the ring has this kind of holographic thing, kind of like you know, Obi-Wan Kenobi in Star Wars. Right. And uh he stumbles upon the immortals who sort of Apparently can control him with their looks. Yeah, which made me think of Macrobe. That's oh my god! It, oh, don't 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 about Macrobe again. No, I didn't think about <laughs> Macrobe. I don't want to bring up Macrobe anymore. Do we have to explain that still? What Macrobe is? It's a thing that Ali wrote. No, I th- go look. Go Google. Right. It. Um, you can you can uh, find it on YouTube. Um, but yeah, it's totally like Macrobe because they can. <laughs> They can control you and they can tell you what to do with their looks. But one of the first things we hear, and we don't really know like exactly how this all works, but they say like, hey, here looks can kill. <laughs> right. Friend. 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 Who is a, a major character in the movie. Yep, the Paul McCartney the looking dude. Right. Totally Paul McCartney looking dude. I thought if... I mean, that's definitely not Paul McCartney. No, it's Paul McCartney. <laughs> like... Paul McCartney plays in this movie, I'm sure. Yeah. Well, I mean, Sean Connery's <laughs> in it just post-Bond, so I mean, <laughs> that's... Right. Wait, is that true? What, what do you mean? Like Sean Connery post-Bond? Yeah, man. Like this wasn't nobody Sean Connery? Hell, no, no, no. This is like after he was like really established. As James- yeah, this is the 70s, man. James Bond was mostly in the 60s, I want to say. Oh, wow. How did they get him to do this movie? And... What? Um, well, I think we should talk about that after review. Like a big deal. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll talk about all this because I don't want to like kind of pepper anything because there's some weird things about this movie. Mm, I'm, I'm excited. Y- you know the director. That's um, all I'm gonna say. Cool. And uh, not for anything yeah. you could imagine that he did before. <laughs> <It's>... <laughs> okay. So they kind of capture him. Um, yeah. And decide they should kill him but not yet because there's a scientist named uh, may who is like we should study this guy because it's the first brutal who has made it into the vortex is that correct by your sure <laughs> yeah sounds sounds right <laughs> okay. okay and seems like so, the first one and then like we kind of get introduced to the world of the um Oh, yeah, and in their world, they, they say that he's from the Outlands. That's what they call it. Right. The area that he's living in. Right. And there are, like, renegades, and there are apathetics in this world of immortals. Yeah, and how would you describe uh, both of them? So, renegades have been, I think they're basically the bad guys, right? Because punishment in this world is that you get aged. But you still stay you alive. Die. Right, but apparently you go right. senile <laughs> too. So right, I mean, so I'm thinking these are folks who have just been so bad that they have uh, been punished to senility. Yep, um, like as friend is later. 
Yeah, exactly. And um, there are apathetics who just uh, basically like don't catatonic. do anything. Or catatonic, exactly. Thank you. Um, and, uh, and, and why are the apathetics catatonic again? Renegades. It's like an illness, I think it was said, they, is as much as we learned. Yeah, they made it sound like they didn't really know what to do about them, so they just kind of kept them in this barn. And then Sean Connery yeah. gets pretty gropey and gross with one of the women. Yeah, Sean Connery gets pretty rapey with one. Yeah, he does. He does that kind um, of thing a few times. He's kind of because the because yeah. all the women are like <laughs> dressed in a weird way where like their their cleavage is really out, even if they don't have much cleavage. Right. But yeah. It's like just, it's yeah the most like low cut yeah. possible bra type thing yep. you can imagine. Um, there is what they're wearing for tops and. Um, oh, and this is a sexless society. We should mention that. Right, because they've just gotten... Well, no, uh, because they are immortal. They don't need sex anymore or something. I guess so. Thing. I guess so. And that's another thing they're excited about is that the women are like, oh, this guy can get a boner because the other, the, all the immortals yeah, can't get that boners. that's what I was building up to. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. There's a whole did, scene did about <laughs> Sean Connery's boner. Uh, yeah. But we don't actually see it. We just see like the... Yeah, it's it's kind of disappointing that we don't but so so um, who showed me this video so first i showed a woman that like like soaping up her boobs in the shower look like <laughs> and it's like and he apparently hmm, doesn't get nope erect he's like that. that and then the second thing was really weird looking i guess it was mud wrestling but it, <laughs> it looks so oh, strange yeah, that's what that was yeah it was a strange looking mud wrestling and that didn't work either or some such and then they find out that was it consuela that was doing this or was it may it was Consuela. Ah, yes. that makes sense with the end, right? Finally, yes, Consuela exactly. made him aroused. <laughs> and Consuela, and we haven't mentioned her, but she's more important than May. <laughs> yes, May is the scientist, and Consuela is just this woman who apparently has some kind of leadership role or something because she seems central to everything, um, or a lot of things at least. Um, yeah, and she even kind of threatens May to punish her because they, she finds May and, oh, yeah. and Zed kind of in a compromised position looking like they're going to shack up. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. At one point later when something is happening. <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't tell you what exactly. Oh, man, but... I know. Uh, yeah. I mean, I mean, okay, so, so here's the thing. I think this movie does actually kind of make sense, but... Right. There, there's there's a few things that kind of are preventing me from making a whole lot of sense about it, and <laughs> and and one of them is that the first thing is it is it is complicated, so it does take some studying to really understand fully what's going on, and right. it kind of you would have to watch it more than once and take notes each time. Yes, you would have to do that, and yeah, it kind of felt like well, I don't know, I could, like it almost like the energy I had to devote to like learning a language or something like that, but then it's Zardoz, <laughs> so I couldn't really. <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't really rationalize using my right. time that way, and also I had I had errands yesterday, so I split it up, and I got I got to not yeah. watch the movie when I have errands because I think it just kind of puts me in a rush mode, and so no matter what, I'm gonna like be like, okay, wrap it up, I gotta go to bed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, and we just don't have time to be like proper movie critics. I think by proper movie critics, I mean like. Making sure we... People yeah. who watch 1,200 movies a year type movie critic, if you know who I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not trying to be that at all, are you? Right. No. no. I mean, if I had all the time in the world and nothing better to do, yes. Uh, it would make for a fine life, I think, trying to digest as many movies as possible. Um but it's not the best life, I don't think. I don't think so, yeah. Nor is it the life I've chosen, obviously. <laughs> um. <laughs> if I'm ever in a position where I can watch a lot of TV or lots of movies, I'd get pretty dissatisfied after a while where I'm just too idle. Yeah, right, right. So here's something I kind of have to <laughs> establish because, I mean, I'm just going to give away the ending because what, whatever. This is Zardoz. So at the end, Consuela and Zed apparently fall in love I'm not quite sure how or why. I mean, I guess we oh, know that. Oh, yeah, right. It's she, super weird. Okay. She comes to kill him, right? Yes. Because, oh, and that's this is the thing. The reason they, they're going to kill him is because he is going to introduce, like, conflict and, like, a conscience into the world that they're going to have to now think about brutals, and they don't want to do that. Um, there's a bunch of weird mythology that 
um, gets spouted out. And I think there is the parts of it that kind of make sense stick with us, and the parts that don't make sense probably don't. <laughs> yes, and it's just I mean, after a while, it's just so much talking and like setting up of the world yeah. too. So I'm like, oh my god, I, I kind of just show it at this point. So they're trying to kill him, right? And May, who's studying him, is trying to keep him alive, even though she realizes that, uh, let's see, <clears throat> May, that he has superior genes, which are going to make him capable of more than all the immortals are capable of. Yeah, the, the biggest sound like he's just the smartest creature ever, and you would never guess that from seeing him. Or And, and he... One of the stories he talks about is that he was in this library and a book was beckoning him. He's like, ooh, and at first it's like an alphabet book. It's literally like A is for apple, B is for banana. Yeah, right. And then he's like, I read everything. Yeah, which after like you would never have guessed this man read, read a single thing. Right. <laughs> and then right. there's a, finally a book that's beckoning him. And it just looks like a floating book. Later on, you find out it's Zardoz holding it, <laughs> but he somehow is invisible, mm-hmm. and right. it's the Wizard of Oz, and that's the whole yeah. reason the title is what it is. So it's Zard Oz. Like if you just took <laughs> Wizard of Oz and split a, a few of the. Oh my God, I don't know. Yeah, I, I was wondering how you get to Zardoz from Wizard of Oz, but I I don't. Know, they sound close. No, you, Do you know how? Yeah, yeah. You don't know how? Oh, okay. I was explaining it poorly because I thought that you were like going to like kind of jump in and explain it better. Oh, no. Yeah, because <laughs> wizard, Z-A-R-D uh-huh. of Oz, mm-hmm. Zard Oz. Oh. oh, oh yeah. Okay. And, Damn. And, and that's relevant because... I almost wish I didn't know that. Oh, really? Yeah. Because it's... I mean, it was a pretty yeah, cheesy Zardoz moment. sounds cool. <laughs> yeah. yeah, right. It was a, <laughs> <laughs> and like, it's apparently why... Zardoz, or I mean Zardoz, Zed, the Sean Connery yes. person, stowed away, r- decides to like do this whole thing where he will sneak into the vortex to like learn the truth because you know he apparently realizes based on Wizard of Oz that this Stonehead uh, Zardoz god is telling lies. The false prophet, yeah. Is a fault, yeah. Well, yeah, because the whole point of Wizard of Oz is, is there's this booming voice, but it's hiding behind a curtain. And when you actually expose yes. who it is, it's just some weenie guy. And we should say that, I mean, we've already said this, but we should emphasize that the immortals are bored and they want to die. They do, yeah, yeah, they, yep. And so, really badly. Yep, and so like, they're happy when he comes around, too, because they're like, ooh, maybe he can figure out how to kill us. Yeah, totally. Uh, that's specifically, friend really wants this. There's a line in there uh, that Sean Connery says that this place is built on lies and suffering. Or maybe Friend says that. I don't know. But I think that's like (laughs) one of the moments where the movie kind of draws a line or draws a parallel between that and I guess the, the world as it is. You know, I when I was watching it, I thought there was all these interesting like half things going on, and now I can't remember what a single one of them is because half things going. On. I, I mean, I don't know. Just this interesting premise about this world where you know people are separated, and there's this control over this other group, and it certainly is you know like a have and have nots thing, and like the kind of nihilist seventies mm-hmm. attitude. This very misanthropic, yeah. like uh, hum- humans are doomed to fail and suffer. <laughs> Right, right. That's the attitude of the mortals, I think. And probably the attitude of the movie, really. Up. Yeah. You think so? Kind of, yeah. It's a pretty dark world, like, no matter what. The ending is not a happy ending. But there's life that's generated in the ending. Yeah, but they just live in a cave forever? They live in, or they live in a, the head forever? I don't know what's going on. Like, are they just, like, staying? I don't Yeah, I don't, I don't know. know. I don't know. I don't get it either. But, <laughs> like, that whole ending, the only thing that made sense was that they... <laughs> they had a baby. <laughs> they, they had a baby. Oh, and I think he um, impregnates several women. I think that's kind of implied that he like because isn't May pregnant oh, too? Yeah, right, right. Let me see if there's nothing else I should say before before we get to that scene because well, that scene kind of sets up the well. I guess how the movie. What about ends. the tabernacle? That that that's that's important, I guess. Oh yeah, I don't know. The, there's this thing called the tabernacle, <laughs> and he yells it so many times, just yelling tabernacle, tabernacle, <laughs> tabernacle. <laughs> Over and over. This man is, oh, he's not verbose. Yeah, I like looked up the definition of tabernacle and I don't know. It's like, it's like a church, right? Revealed. 
it's like a yeah it's like a temple i know in quebecois yeah. french is kind of a swear really yeah like tabernacle like yeah, it's like god damn it or something like that i wonder if it's the same word yeah it's just the french same roots and everything yeah, i'm i'm, I'm po- yeah i'm sure it's just kind Crazy. of like blas- blasphemous hmm. uh, and, and that's a swear so because why of zardoz would it mean kind of what? No, I don't think Zardoz has any influence <laughs> on language. <laughs> Let's see, this is just a line I liked. Custodians of the past for an unknown future is who the immortals are. Because they know everything, right? There is to know. Um, I guess so, but somehow the, the Brutal is way smarter than them? The Brutal isn't smarter than them because he learns a lot by osmosis, mind you from them right yeah after may shows up uh, and tells him i think this is after they've said okay we're gonna keep you alive for one more week but then we gotta kill you and may is like i've got a solution or something there's some kind of turning point i don't remember what it is but yeah <laughs> it says may shows up in my notes <laughs> and this is where he's like um, we're going to teach you everything we know by osmosis, and you're going to inseminate us all. Um, and I think by all, he, she means like her friends. She has a following, apparently, that's, that's separate from these other immortals who want him dead. I mean, yeah, um, and just every once in a while, like, women just go up to him and coo and rub him. Like, kind of like they... Oh, yeah, the apathetics <laughs> take life from him. Like, they touch his lip and, like, oh, yeah. lick their fingers, yeah. and they start moving around. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and oh. he's just standing there like a... <laughs> I wonder if that's the reason why Sean Connery just signed on in the end. He's like, oh, a bunch of women? Hmm. <laughs> Lick me and <laughs> touch me? Right. And I get to see boobs <laughs> many times. Okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, do you want to just give you a rating now to kind of free us up to like talk about the behind the scenes things? I do want to like have the movie end because we don't... You know, I, I got to the point where I realized, like, I'm just kind of writing lines here. There's no connection, so... Oh, yeah, just, yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah. That's what I've done. Yeah, one of my lines is, everything will be an isolated statement. No way to try and make this coherent. <laughs> <laughs> this is coherent. Oh, yeah, remember, like... like you can see there is well, I, some kind of coherent world there, right? I'm, I'm not arguing that there is some kind of coherent world. <laughs> I mean, I'm not arguing that's an incoherent world, but I'm arguing that... I, with my one viewing of this, do not know how to make this coherent. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's very fair. Oh, remember when he's in a wedding gown? Yeah, that was that was funny, right? <laughs> I don't know, I was it? <laughs> <laughs> why was that? Um, I, I don't know why any... I mean, I, don't, I, I know think why things... They were trying to... Yeah, yeah, somebody was trying to kill him, and they were trying to get him it to... It seemed like, like they're he, hiding him that way, right? Yeah, because the renegades <laughs> wanted him to kill them, um, and they uh. had him talk to this old man who... Uh, is like one of the founders of the whole society um, because he's one of the f- people who figured out eternity and um, they do flashbacks where the guy is like, you know, we're going to um, make eternity something we can't even like change about ourselves or something and everybody claps. Um, but... I don't have <laughs> notes of that, so I'm totally misquoting oh the movie. Oh, I guess at the end... God forbid. I, God forbid you misquote Zardoz. <laughs> I know. Right. Um, I guess Ardoz, or Ardoz, Arth, uh, Zardoz comes back at the end, or Arthur Frayne. And he does say yeah. that he did careful genetic breeding. So it is like a kind of eugenics thing going on. So this is after he's gone into the tabernacle, because like this whole there's a oh, whole oh, thing Oh, you mean the happens. mirror room? Right, right. Like, first Consuela shows up and tries to kill him, but he, but she won't. She decides she's in love with him. And this is, we've talked about this, but we don't know why, neither of us. Do you? <laughs> no. Just confirming. I know. <laughs> okay. I, I'm just kind of empathizing um, with our poor listeners right now because not only do, I mean, this is a hard enough movie to kind of like fully grasp watching it, but then <laughs> hearing us kind of like, oh, do, you know, do you know why he fell in love with her? No? Okay. I mean, no, I know that okay, he... Good. He got aroused by her. I know that because we saw that in the movie. Right. <laughs> but, but what is Quin- yeah, so why did Consuelo switch? Then, I'm not quite sure. Yeah. And so for some reason, uh, he has to like contend with the tabernacle. I think tabernacle is the like fabric or the thing that like keeps everybody immortal. Hmm. Right? Maybe. 
And um, maybe. I don't <laughs> no, know. I think that's true. <laughs> like he has to contend with the tabernacle to like be able to kill everyone um, or allow everyone to die. So like if you get killed, like as things stand, you get like reborn as a baby in a tube or in a piece of plastic or something. Like there are these inflated plastic bags everywhere. There are inflated <laughs> in plastic world. bags everywhere, and there were also those happening in the head when Sean Connery stowed away in the head. When he, the first thing he sees right. is these like inflated kind of matri- matrix-looking people, just these like shells. But they're breathing, so you know they're yeah. alive. But yeah, they're not moving or anything. Right, and so he ends up inside the tabernacle, and the tabernacle tells us like, "You have penetrated me. You have penetrated." It didn't say me. Any, it was like. You have penetrated me. <laughs> it said it very like Alish. <laughs> oh, it's true. Yeah, <laughs> from two thousand one. Yeah, definitely, the movie lets us know a lot of stuff that like we it can't show us. <laughs> like it does that, and then like next thing it says, it's like center of the crystal. Like you've gotten to the center of this tabernacle thingy, which is apparently a crystal. Apparently, a crystal, uh, which is a whole other thing. Um, but he starts shooting everywhere. Um, and, and this is um, where he's shouting tabernacle over and over again. Yeah, and he says, like, or wait, uh, like the characters in the movie and these immortals show on the show up on the mirrors and they're like, we are gone, you are alone. Um, and he so starts shooting and he like faces himself at one point and shoots himself and like the mirror bleeds. So it's it's very poetic, man. It's very deep. Then. We, it cuts to people, the immortals, like just going haywire, not haywire, but like going crazy, going ape shit, destroying these uh, uh, busts of yeah, all these gods, relics. I think. Oh yeah, I guess. Yeah. I should mention the music. Did you recognize like the main classical piece that kept playing over and over again? No, no. What what, what was it? As it's a Beethoven Seventh Symphony. You should play a little bit of that. Oh, why? So people can look it up. Well, that's <laughs> no, they're gonna forget to do that. Just play a drop, you lazy man. Okay, fine. Um, and so that's that's Beethoven's seventh. So then, like, he wakes up um, in the world of the immortals, and he looks dead, and they're, like, taking him somewhere to bury him, maybe? Hold on, hold on. We're we're just giving, like, a rambling synopsis to people. That's not going to be interesting. Yeah, because it's funny. Like, Consuela shows up and kisses him on the eye randomly, and he wakes up. And that's that. Like, there's nothing dramatic about it either. It's it's weird. Yeah. and yeah, the old guy is like the vortex is an offense against nature. Anyway, so what else happens before the movie ends? Uh, that's important. Nothing is important, but um, the the shield apparently breaks, so all the uh, liberators come in and start killing all the immortals because oh, yeah. they can die now. So there's this whole thing about Arthur Friend having bred and led him. Uh, Zed to like do all this and Zed is like you are I've looked into the thing that put the idea in your head so you're bred and led yourself and um, and then Arthur jokes with his with friend that uh, you have been reused and abused anyway um, <laughs> then no the no end, <laughs> No more thins, is there? Okay. Yeah, because Zed and... We, have you talked about this? That Zed and Consuela run away to a cave. Yeah, which is the head, right? Oh, is that what that is? I, I think so. I thought it was a cave. Oh, yeah, because yeah. They're, they're, like right after the old man dies, one of the one of the renegades, one of the oldest one, after he dies, we see the stone mm-hmm. head crash. And then the, the, it was a really funny effect because the, the camera shakes and Sean Connery just kind of like lightly sways and smiles. <laughs> like, like, you know, like they're all feeling the effect of the stone head <laughs> yeah, crashing right, down. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> <laughs> but not Sean Connery. He's too cool. Yeah. Oh, it's kind of interesting that Sean Connery can't kill them as he has promised, apparently. Uh, he's like, everything about me has changed. 
so I can't shoot you. And then, you know, all the other brutals who have penetrated the world start killing um, the immortals uh, who are really happy about dying. Um, and then it's the cave and like she gets pregnant right away or the movie is implying passage of time maybe. And maybe it's hard to tell kids. Yeah. Yeah. And they age really badly with terrible effects. <laughs> oh man. Especially Sean Connery. <laughs> One, right. So, so I do want to say that like to the movie's credit, apparently they did this, they did that scene like two or three times, but then both the other times were better, but they got destroyed somehow. So this time they had to like redo it oh. and it, it, it looks, yeah. The, the makeup when Sean Connery awful. is like getting really old, like almost to be a skeleton. Cause it ends with them being in a skeleton yeah. and then they disappear. But just before he's a skeleton, it looks pretty, pretty funny. It does. It reminds me of a like a B movie kind of monster. Yeah, uh, doesn't look yeah. very human. <laughs> Not at all. <laughs> um. So yeah. Okay. Now I'm done with all the okay. movie talk. <laughs> all right. Great. So what 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 do you give Zardoz? I think I'm between three and a half and. four. Four. Okay, good. You're not saying five. I was going to throttle you. If you... Oh, no. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I I don't know if I'm being influenced by you to say three and a half because there were times in the movie before it was finished that I felt like this is four, but it was before the movie finished. Yeah. You have kind of made me want to go with three and a half, but I don't want you to influence me. So this is Too very... Late. Yeah, three and a half. Yeah, that's, stars. That's, that's pretty fair. Okay, good. I want to be fair. You know, well, how many stars would you give this movie? So this is a movie I kind of have to give like multiple star ratings to for different reasons. So I would say, mm-hmm. a- as a feature film, I don't know. I mean, did I really enjoy the experience? I'm not. I'm not quite sure if I'd say I enjoyed it or not. <laughs> it, it, it's it's incredibly unique, and I'm I'm glad I watched it for sure. Yeah. And I'm like glad that the world has this weird piece of art. And so right. I'm giving it at least three. Like I, yeah, I, I you know I wouldn't give it two and a half, but and and I think, I think there there is something that is comprehensible here, but then, like I said, I just didn't have the energy and I'm like, oh man, this is Zardoz. I don't know. I got, how, much, how much work yeah. can I put into this? But yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's not, it's not like a puzzle that you have to f- figure out and be like, yippee. Yeah. I think it's more just this cerebral, poetic um, commentary type movie about the world we do live in yeah um and i think overall it's just psychedelic it is it is but honestly i had this thought and i'm sticking with it that as far as like futures imagined for humanity this doesn't seem that implausible hmm multiple vortexes i don't know about multiple vortexes but like immortality figuring it out and then what what may result from it like i don't think immortality is that unreasonable of a thing to imagine is actually gonna be figured out Well, certainly there was a scene where you see like the hungry dirty looking masses and all the rich elites and i'm like well this has already happened i mean we're already like in the midst of this (laughs) and you know we're gonna have we're gonna have some some rich people that end up living on the moon or something like that someday that's that's going to happen almost certainly i don't know if it's the moon but they're gonna live in some place that the rest of us can't ever get to especially as the earth kind of gets too and hot to live on yeah i maybe they'll be living on i the have poles. a hard time believing space than i have like immortality honestly weird because i think space is got to be people already live like, in space, so though. costly to maintain though yeah right? yeah they do but people are living space i mean it's not like you know cities or something like that and by that time do they well oh, they live in these capsules that go around the earth though right right so it's not permanent settlements or anything like that oh but they still are and they do it for a no, while they have to get supplies they have to get supplies from the earth they're not self-sustaining call yeah but then i guess maybe eventually they can like do that to where it is somewhat self who knows i mean yeah it is yeah. it's a far-fetched premise S- straight up immortality though this life going on forever no that's never going to happen with a, like a human why not what if we figured out a way to um have growth hormone not like get less and less 
the only reason that taking growth hormone is bad for you is cancer. <laughs> Otherwise, it will keep you young. Hmm. Um, and it declines in like amount of, I guess, amount that your body produces over time because, you know, we don't want to get cancer automatically. Yeah. So it, it makes things regenerate, makes things younger, makes things healthier. So I don't think it's impossible to figure that out. I mean, search, certainly we could live longer, but just forever? No. I don't foresee a human's... I don't foresee, yeah, any biological thing living forever. Okay. Hun- I mean, hundreds of years, maybe. That's, that's a fair... It'll feel like forever. Thing. If you're alive for like 500 years, you'd be like, oh my God, this is forever. <laughs> 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 I think of all the like pie in the sky weird things that we have definitely decided are not possible things like time travel i don't know like have we decided that's living not possible? in space i think immortality is the one that's underrated and huh. in in plausibility we'll get to work <laughs> i i went into the wrong field man otherwise i would be on it oh man but whoever invents immortality for humans is kind of like the worst thing for the earth ever <laughs> it's like okay and now we don't True. die <laughs> right just leech resources forever <laughs> right let's make more babies too while we're at it so so you ready to hear and so that's uh-huh. the thing you will have to have like zardoz kill brutals who are legion man there's too many folks you're gonna have to ward off and you're assuming uh, you're not one of the legion eventually we're gonna get bored (laughs) okay i love saying that who are legion no no but i mean you're assuming you're not one of the legion oh oh i did did i yeah you're like we have to kill them right we gotta kill those motherfuckers they're all dirty and poor (laughs) (laughs) looking at me eating my steak come on stop looking there's no reason to like sell yourself short right the best way to end up dying is to imagine you're going to be killed. What? It's killer, be killed, man. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. <laughs> uh, well, let's... I want to talk about some behind-the-scenes scenes things really quickly so here. So, here. Okay. so if you ever saw the still that we're talking about, which I guess will probably be the, the picture that we use. Oh, we, don't, we don't post on Facebook group anymore, but I guess if we do, we'll use that picture for this movie. Yeah, we, we should definitely post about this. <laughs> I don't know about this one. Okay, but... If if you see that, I thought it was Burt Reynolds at first. I didn't think it was Sean Connery. I was Ooh. like, oh, that looks like Burt Reynolds. And then I think I even mentioned like, oh, you want to watch that Burt Reynolds movie? You're like, no, no, it's Sean Connery, man. But hmm. it almost was Burt Reynolds. It was actually supposed to be oh. Burt Reynolds. Oh, snap. Now, okay. now, here's a trivia question for you. Why? Hmm. Why do you think it was almost Burt Reynolds? Because he... Uh, I have no idea. I mean, I'm... I'm it's just gonna say generic shit like Burt Reynolds is the way he looks. Um, <laughs> okay, okay, <laughs> he looks good. I don't know. <laughs> so, all right. So, the director of this, I already mentioned that you know this director, even though you don't know it yet. This director mm-hmm. is the same director as Deliverance. Oh, what? I know. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? A- <laughs> yes. Wow. Talk about like different movies. And, Way to go, Mr. Director. And just man. like three years apart. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. Good for him. Yes. And what is his name? J- John me. Borman. Okay. Yeah, I think he does other interesting things too. But yeah, certainly <laughs> I was like, because I saw the name in the movie. I was like, man, that name seems so familiar. I feel like that's a director that I should know. And then as soon as I got finished watching, I, I wicked, you know, read all the articles. And I was like, oh my God, that's the director of Deliverance? <laughs> <laughs> so how was this received? Oh, very poorly. Really? Yeah, yeah. People walked out of the movie theater telling people in line to not go see it. And they often listened. So, like, you know, people that are waiting, they're like, oh, my God, do not go to that one. And they're like, oh, shit, okay, well, I guess I'll go to something else. Uh, yeah, it was oh. it was, it was, was a bomb. So, I mean, the budget was really, really low. It was only only made for, like, $1.5 million, which is pretty incredible. Oh, that is really incredible, yeah. And it made, like, 1.8 <laughs> or something oh, like that. okay. <laughs> And well, that's good. And people are so confounded by it because this is literally like everyone just knows Sean Connery is James Bond, and then he's this, and they're like, "What the fuck is this?" <laughs> <laughs> did 
did you find out anything about like Sean Connery's relationship with the movie? Yeah, I did. I did. So he accepted it and I, he just wanted to go in a totally different direction because, you know, I think he was feeling pigeonholed. I can't remember how many James Bond movies he was in, but, you know. Hmm. He <laughs> was like, I'll do this weird shit and then they won't know. Yeah. <laughs> and I know that he accepted, I know that he accepted like a pretty low wage for him to kind of keep the film within budget mm. and he even like drove himself instead of hiring a chauffeur that was part of Aww. part of the concessions he made and he also oh, like I, I guess he's just supposed to be like a really what would be the word i guess like a really helpful guy to have on set he's just really supportive and he like chips in and like uh-huh. does things <laughs> but then he is a creepy is. clause and the creepy clause in this contract was that he could like kind of touch women for as long as he wanted to what yeah i didn't really quite understand the clause but it was pretty much like you know, there, there's a scene that requires him to, like, touch a woman, which that happens quite a bit. Yeah. He can kind of, like, make it happen as long as he wants it to. Oh. I mean, I think Sean Connery's a pretty creepy dude. James Bond was certainly Is creepy. He? Okay. I So, I've, I've missed all the Sean Connery, James Bonds. Yeah, I don't think I've seen part. them either, but I know that they're probably the most non-consensual <laughs> of all of them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, I mean that's what they're famous for like he's famous for uh, this I, don't, I, I and I, I can't tell you like what the scenes are or anything like that but hmm. he's definitely famous for a woman saying no and then he still does whatever he wants Ugh. yeah and that's yeah. kind of like his thing <laughs> in those movies <laughs> Fuck. okay and kind of his thing in his claws it sounds like yeah, that sounds like very aptly named by you, the creepy clause. Yeah, yeah. I get to be a creep in this movie. Sure seems like it. Yeah, you think even for this time period, they'd be like, okay, that's a little bit creepy, but I don't know. The, the movie's kind of creepy too, though. It's just kind of like very, yeah, very kind of like pseudo-orgy-ish. Yeah, it's very, like tries to be very naked but i felt like that was in line with the 70s feel of not the feel of the movie but like 70s era that like if you could show boobs you would show boobs sure if yeah and you know in lots of ways for some reasons this movie kind of reminded me of two movies i like a lot more and one of them's wicker man another Mm. one is midsummer right wicker man that's the movie i was thinking of yeah so the original draft was just set five years in the future instead of this oh. fantastical time, you know, like hundreds of years in the future. And it's about a university yeah, lecture. 270. I used the calculator. Oh, I, I knew you would eventually. <laughs> <laughs> so it's about a university lecturer who becomes obsessed with a young girl who disappears. And he's looking oh. for her in these communes where she lived. Hmm. Sound Ooh. familiar? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, That's uh, Wicker Man It's for pretty you. much exactly Wicker Man, yep. Uh, yeah. But then for some... So he started actually visiting communes, but then he decided just to set it far in the future after society kind of collapsed. But I don't know. Hmm. I kind of like the idea of... I I really like science fiction when it's like kind of based more in the world we're already in and it's not too fantastical. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, I think right. science fiction is really really good at metaphors and allegories and kind of like telling us about humanity. And I think this, right. this when does, but... Eh, it's tethered to some mythology, but then it really dives into a world of surrealism, I think. Yeah, it sure does. You just don't have anything to hang on to by the end other than just enjoying surreal images. No, I mean, you know? it became a music video without music or with, with like Beethoven's <laughs> right. symphony or like, you know, like the weird yeah. noises that you make, like the harmonics on a guitar if you're like tuning it. It had like those sometimes. Right. Like, what is going Boom. on? <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. Uh, and I think those can be valuable. Like you can have a movie that just doesn't make any sense and it's just fun images. Yes. Um, and that can be valuable and aesthetically worthwhile sure especially if you're uh, like getting high and you're you know younger yeah yeah but then this tried to like mix the two and kind of didn't pull off everything that promised so i think those are yeah real shortcomings i definitely agree with that yep i probably would have given it a three and a half but then that third act was just too too much too much non-movie it just was becoming yeah kind of a light show experience (laughs) <laughs> and, it, and it was right. cool i mean it definitely was kind of impressive and especially for the budget they did a lot 
And some of the effects looked really cheesy, where it just was like, okay, this is a room full of mirrors, and others were pretty impressive. All right, well, that is Zardoz. (laughs) Yes. So uh, leave us a review on iTunes. Join our Facebook group if uh, if we still have it soon. I don't know. <laughs> When's the last time we did anything with that? <laughs> I feel like we should be getting more ambitious and more driven to like promote ourselves, and <laughs> we're just like regressing. <laughs> I think. I mean, at least I'm just feeling busier. That's part of it. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. And it's okay. And more tired. It's okay. It will come. Yeah, it will it'll come. come. It's still on there. <laughs> so. When it's meant to. Yeah, yeah right, right. Maybe with Sardos. We'll, we'll, we'll see if this is what makes right. it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, and look forward next week to a mini-sode, which will be a lot more coherent. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, maybe. About something more down to earth than Zardos. Yeah, which is everything. <laughs> exactly. So, thanks to everyone who listened. Thanks, everyone. Bye bye.